Hello and welcome to the 160S Photography Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about the Canon R5 and R6. They're not out yet, you can pre-order them and they look like very exciting cameras. So at the moment you can buy Canon interchangeable lens cameras as DSLRs, as the EOS M range or as the new EOS R range. Now the mirrorless cameras, which are the EOS M and the EOS R line, can take the Canon EF lenses. The EOS M is... A whole podcast in itself but today I'm talking about the EOS R and already we have the EOS R and the EOS RP and they're already out and they are both Canon's full frame mirrorless lineup. Now the R6 and the R5 are very hotly anticipated and the predominantly highly anticipated for their video features. However, I'm going to cover both photography and video features today. So they have an awful lot in common, but one is better than the other, and that is certainly reflected in the price. So the R5 costs £4,200, and the R6 costs £2,500. So let's look at the stats for both. So my stats and specs announcer is going to read those out now. The Canon R5 and R6 both have a full-frame sensor, Shoot at 20 frames per second with electronic shutter and 12 frames per second with mechanical shutter. In-body IS which compensates for up to 8 stops. Dual pixel CMOS AF2. USB charging. Bluetooth. So those were the specs for both cameras and this is where they differ and again my specs announcer is going to read these out. Where the R5 and R6 differ, the R5 has a 45 megapixel sensor and the R6 has a 20.1 megapixel sensor. The R5's ISO ranges from 100 to 51,200. The R6's ISO goes from 100 to 102,400. The R5 has a maximum video resolution of 8K 30p. The R6 has a max video resolution of 4K 60p. The EVF of the R5 has 5.76 million pixels. The EVF of the R6 has 3.69 million pixels. The R5 has a 3.2-inch 2.1 million dot vari-angle LCD. The R6 has a 3-inch 1.62 million dot vari-angle LCD. The R6 has dual UHS-2 SD card slots. The R5 has a UHS-2 SD card slot and a CF Express card slot. The R5 uses 5 GHz Wi-Fi. The R6 uses 2.4 GHz Wi-Fi. So that's how they differ. So both have IBIS and up to eight stops of IBIS, which is going to work in stills and video. And IBIS is in-body image stabilization. So when you couple that with image stabilization on the lens, you get fantastic image stabilization. You can do a lot of handheld shots. That's probably more useful for video than for photography. It is useful for photography. You can shoot at low speeds, but if you're shooting something that's moving, then you're going to get blur in the movement of the thing that's moving anyway. What's good about IBIS is that you don't need it on the lens and it can work in conjunction with the lens. So also the camera utilizes the new RF lenses, which are brilliant lenses, but are expensive. So you can get an adapter And I don't know whether these cameras are going to ship with the adapter, which allows you to use EF lenses. So you're not going to have to throw out your old DSLR lenses, or maybe they might not even be that old, because you can use them on the mirrorless cameras. So there's new battery. I'm going to combine battery and EVFs and LCDs. These cameras have really good EVFs, really high pixel count on the EVF, and really high refresh rate. I think they refresh at 120 frames per second. That means it really sucks the battery So I don't think you get a huge amount of shots out of it, maybe 200 shots on a battery, but you can lower the refresh rate of the EVFs 
if you want to prolong the battery life. So these are full frame cameras. They're both full frame cameras. All the EOS R cameras are full frame and you don't get any crop. So your APS-C cameras from Canon have a 1.6 crop. So you have to multiply the focal length and the aperture by 1.6 to get a true reflection in full frame terms. None of that, although the EOS R6 has a 1.07 crop in video, I think, because it doesn't use the whole sensor, whereas the R5 doesn't have that. I don't think a 1.07 crop is really anything to worry about. Both cameras have the second generation of the dual pixel autofocus, so it should be better with, with eye focus and animal focus and just snappier. They have a ridiculous amount of autofocus points, something like 5,000 on the sensor, a ridiculous amount. So they're going to be really good for video and photography and AF is going to be really, really good because Canon's AF is, is really good. The dual pixel autofocus is excellent. I've seen some of the pictures that have been circulated for the R5 and the, and the pictures look good and the colours look very good and it's a Canon camera so we're going to get very good picture quality out of it. Interestingly you've got to decide do you want to go for the 45 megapixels or do you want to go for the 20 megapixels. Now I'm quite happy with 20 megapixels and for the price saving I probably would pick the R6 over the R5. I don't need another 25 megapixels, I don't need 8K video. But also, I don't need the hassle that would go with processing larger photo files. I would need a new computer, etc. I don't, really, I don't really want that. So that's another thing to think about. Going over to looking at micro adjustments, I've never had a camera that has micro adjustments. So I have the original Canon 5D, which doesn't have any micro adjustment features. I have a Sigma lens and I have a USB adapter so I can perform micro adjustments on that using the USB adapter. And it means I can upgrade my firmware as well. I've never had a camera that you can perform micro adjustments on for focusing, but both cameras have the dual pixel RAW so you can do micro adjustments, but you can do it after you've taken your picture. So the dual pixel autofocus focuses from effectively two points. So what you can do with the more pricier Canon cameras is it's got two points of reference. So in Canon software, you can adjust the focus slightly after you've taken the picture. I don't think it's ever been that successful, but these cameras have it. So, and I think you can have it in portrait mode and, and other modes. So you can do a little bit of fine tuning of focus after the photo has been taken. Both cameras are weather sealed, which is fantastic. Combined with those good lenses, those good RF lenses are gonna be very good. And the R5 shoots raw video, all eye and IPB in a variety of resolutions up to 8K. Whereas the R6 only does IPB in 4K up to 60 frames per second. IPB, all eye and raw video is, is essentially another topic in itself. But essentially IPB makes guesses between frames. All eye puts all the frames in and raw video just captures equivalent of like your raw image, but 30 of those per second. So raw video is massive. All eye and IPB are compressed video codecs, but all eye has slightly better quality than IPB. I don't know whether you can actually tell when you're watching on something like YouTube, if you have all eye or IPB. Certainly all my cameras have been IPB. With IPB, because there's an element of guessing and interpreting, it means it is slightly harder to edit. 
all eye is easier to edit because you've got all the frames but in IPB certain frames are guessed so don't know what that means you know IPB you get smaller file sizes all eye is better for motion swings and roundabouts really the R6 does 10-bit internal recording and the R5 goes up to 12-bit internal recording which is really good so we've talked about sort of specs and things and and what they cost and and what they do both have flip out screens both have good EVFs both are going to have good access to lenses but one of the big key differences is going to be in the Wi-Fi so both cameras have Wi-Fi but one has 5 gigahertz and one has 2.4. So 2.4 is the standard Wi-Fi we get in most things. 5 gigahertz is better Wi-Fi. So I'd imagine on the R5, you can probably transfer images to your phone much quicker and better. And, and of course, they have Bluetooth. I have a Canon camera with Wi-Fi in and I've never used it. But I do use it an awful lot on my GR3. In fact, that transfers over Bluetooth. So it is immensely useful to be able to transfer your images to your smartphone and get them off there. And then, because I do mainly street photography with my GR3, I get them on my phone. I do some minor edits and and then I have those images ready to publish. So I think the Wi-Fi could be quite a divider between the two and really getting things off your phone quickly. You'd want the R5's Wi-Fi. So I don't really know any more about these and I've obviously looked at specs and I've looked at some of the preliminary reviews. I've not been able to get my hands on one. I've not been able to try it out. One of the key things for me is I'm a second generation camera person. So I like it when a new camera comes out because it means the current lot of cameras drop in price. So an EOS R and an RP does appeal to me. But I think, oh, they're a bit bit expensive. But with these new ones coming out, hopefully they'll drop in price and it's a bit more affordable to get an EOS R or an EOS RP because those are good cameras I, I know they're not perfect and they're not class leading like the r5 and r6 but they're still very capable cameras so let me know what you think about the canon r5 and r6 is it just hype or is canon back on top again next week i'm going to talk about the canon eos m line which is sort of related to this week thank you goodbye